The WNBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. We're also brought to you by Bird Dogs Shorts. World's greatest shorts are hooking you up with a free Yeti-style tumbler when you go order over at birddogs.com slash pool. That is birddogs.com slash pool. Yes, sir. Welcome back to the WNBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guys. Me, really real, the real, it's from Jim here at your service. And let's go ahead and get this out of the way. How about if you sweep it out? What's the point? I can't do anything right. You'll do fine. Mm, mm, ah, man. Hey, pal. It hurts the ears. You just blowing from stupid town? I absolutely just blew in on Stupid Town. Absolutely. But we're going to keep trying another day in the WNBA. 0 for 4 locking dog picks, man. It's very, very tough. That's actually commendable because it's hard to do that. Just like it's hard to sweep, it's hard to reverse sweep. Thus, you need a sound drop when stuff like that happens. However, somehow, some way, we swept the board in ATS picks and hit every single dog on the money line. Why didn't we just take the dog, Scott? Scott, Studio Shell. Scott, what's going on? Yeah, what made the reverse sweep even weirder was the fact that we got every game right individually uh, because we like the underdog in every game. So, yeah, yeah we did well with, with regard to the actual handicap of the games. I think the totals we actually did okay on as well. Uh, Liberty team total under, for example, some other stuff yeah, got there, that. but and the thing is, I was talking it. I said it. I said, mm, "Do I take the over or do I take the Liberty team total?" And I somehow convinced myself on the over, which was a good play. I'm not gonna lie. It it was trending there until that fourth quarter where they absolutely stopped playing basketball. And Liberty team total never in doubt. <laughs> so still cash that. That was a good hit. Yeah, so once again, the games themselves, we called correctly. I personally went the player prop route, and that didn't get there. I thought Austin did okay in the first quarter or so rebounding, but then it went downhill from there. Brianna just couldn't hit a shot the entire game. She, the they volume was out. there. She was getting decent looks. She went one for 14. They like, rimmed something, out, like multiple yeah. of them. Like they were on target, and they just came literally halfway down the cylinder coming back up. And it's like, man, that's just a brutal day. You could see her visibly upset. Yeah, and she should because she's one of the best players in the league and she had probably the worst shooting game of her career. So things happen, but for the most part, at least we got the games right. If you parlayed the dogs, you had a good day. But yeah, we'll bounce back. I'm not worried about it. Yeah, no, not worried at all. That's what we do here. That's what we do here. And even a losing day, like I said, is a good day. I had a play on, I still played the Seattle Storm. I couldn't get away from, so I still played the Seattle Storm. And, you know, I had the uh, the lock on that Liberty team total under two. So the, th- that was still good. But, man, we could have, it could have been special. It could have been special. Could have, should have, would have. Not yet, though. But what we can talk about is the three-game slate for today. But before we do that, got to talk to you about Edge Boost because they are the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. All my North Carolina people, my North Carolina followers that come here and support me for the show, tap in. Just go ahead and make the account now. I know you may not need it right now, but make the account right now. Do it right now, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge, because Edgeboost is currently offering you up to $2,500 in betting advances. What does that mean? That means that you can get an additional $2,500 to just Add to your bankroll. Maybe you're placing down, getting down on some futures and you need some extra bankroll for the futures. Maybe you're trying to hedge out of a bet, anything like that. Having a double your bankroll just like that is literally one of the greatest things a gambler could have. So go tap in with Edge Boost. They're not the mob. They're not about to stand outside. They're not about to be outside your kid's school threatening them or anything else. Nothing like that. Zero percent interest. They're not giving you some crazy interest rate. No. Support Ant SGPN. Support me. Support the podcast. By going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. That is sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older. Problem gambling call 1-800-GAMBLER. Come on. It's a free extra $2,500. Like, you guys got to take advantage. All right. T here. 
Let's see, Scott. We have three games on the slate for today. They actually got us the lines, and it's so crazy because when they act right is when I'm in no position to be recording a show. Literally traveling, in the middle of traveling, and the lines drop. And I'm like, oh, this is great because now I have to wait till tomorrow anyway because I'm not in position to record. So, honestly, double birds. Double birds to the book still because they're pissing me off. (laughs) All right. What do we have here? Atlanta Dream going to play the Connecticut Sun at starts at... Did they push this game back? I thought this was a 6 o'clock game. I feel like they pushed this game back. Maybe I, I'm I, I drew it on now, uh, but they are playing, so that there's that. Yeah. You know? Maybe I'm tripping. I could be tripping. All right. 7 o'clock on the East Coast. Connecticut Sun playing the Atlanta Dream at home. Sun opened up as a 7-point favorite. They are now up to minus 7.5. 163 and a half is the total injury report here for these two teams. And let's see for the Atlanta dream, you know, they're still missing Daniel Robinson and Ari McDonald. And for the Connecticut sign looks like a clean injury report here. So Scott, if you've been keeping count, the dogs have not only covered, but one outright in the last six WNBA games. The last six games spanning to June 11th, the dog has covered and won outright. So, what are you doing here getting seven and a half with the Atlanta Dream on the road? I think I'm going to go against the trend, and I'm going to go with the sky. I'll go with the sun here. They are playing at home, and they did just play against the Dream. They won by 12 in Atlanta. On top of that, you're looking at how this game unfolded, and... The stats were actually pretty close to each other, but see, uh, you ended up seeing a disparity in free throw shooting where Connecticut ended up attempting six more. Uh, they only made one more, but the real story was the turnovers because Atlanta had 26 turnovers in that mm-hmm. game, uh, while Connecticut had 16. So Connecticut did a better job of keeping control of the basketball, and that was really the story of the game. But when it comes down to overall talent, we know that Connecticut's the much better team. They're one of the best teams in the league. Atlanta won their last game against the Liberty, but we picked them because with UNESCO being out, we thought that the Liberty were overvalued, and they mm-hmm. were. I don't think the Dream are that good. Like I just think that it was a good circumstance for them to beat the Liberty, who were a bit shorthanded. But just looking at the overall, uh, I'd say, performances from the Dream so far, I'm not overly impressed. I think that they're a mediocre at best basketball team. Uh, the Sun are currently in first place in the Eastern Conference because they're a game and a half better than the Liberty. I really like the Sun team. I like their team total over when the season started. I thought that they'd be able to overcome missing John Quell because of the experience they have and just the overall depth. And that's really been the story of this season because they just have so many people that can destroy you in a night in night out basis. We saw Bonner go for 40 against the aces like two weeks ago, and they don't need her to have a massive game all the time, but she can, I think for this one, I'm going to go with the sun. I do think though, I'm going to go with the sun team total over because the dreams still can't guard anybody. And they gave up 79 points to the Liberty with no UNESCO and Stewart went one for 14 and mm-hmm. the Liberty still scored 79 points. I'm going to go with the team total over for Connecticut. They scored 89 the first game, and they didn't even shoot that well. I think Connecticut's offense gets it going here at home. I'm going to lean to the over in the game. I'm going to lean to the Sun. But correlated-wise, I do like the Sun team total over in this game. Oh, man. Um... It's at 85.5, by the way, for the actual number. For team total over for the Sun? Yeah, so I'll take the over 85.5. Yeah, I like it. Sun and they're scoring basketball uh, 82 points per game, about middle of the pack of the league. But that's still a pretty good number. And this Atlanta Dream team, you know, you talk about it, one of the bottom in the league in defense. So I like that look. It's just do I think that the Dream are going to be able to keep up? (sighs) I think there's a possibility, but the issue that I'm running into is just the size and length of Connecticut here. And you're talking about a dream team that loves to try to get to the rim. They are, I believe, fourth in uh, points in the paint on the season. Fifth, I'm sorry. So fifth, literally right behind the Connecticut Sun in points in the paint this season. And the Connecticut Sun, pretty good at guarding points in the paint. Uh, So I, I, um, 
I think I'm going Connecticut as well. Very, I think it's a lot of points, but I can see a, a I can see a path where Atlanta just can't score on the road here, and I think that's where I and what I like more. So you said you like Connecticut team total over. I think I like Atlanta's team total under in this one because I can very much see a path where they just have a really really tough time scoring the basketball. And we know when we talk about. Alicia Gray, we talk about Ryan Howard, we talk about the inconsistencies that they can have and just they'll put up points, but sometimes they may not be as efficient as what's needed. And I just think that there's too many more options for the Sun than I think this Atlanta Dream team. So it was fun backing them against the Liberty. Don't think I'm going to do it here. Let's go. I'm with you. Sun minus seven and a half. I'll take a... Mm, if I had to play the full game total, I guess I would take over, but I, I think Atlanta really could have some issues scoring. So I probably lean one side or the other of just backing either Connecticut team total over or Atlanta team total under. But that's my plays on the total. Player props. I mean, let me just go ahead and get the automatic out the way. You're playing Alyssa Thomas' assist. Yeah, we we talked about this for too long and uh, interesting. I I looked at the fan voting for the All Star. Alyssa Thomas' name was nowhere in the front court, like in the top of the front court voting, which was very very. I, I guess it's just more of she's like one of those silently good players that you know people don't really vote for, but everybody knows is really good. So she'll probably get in on like player and coach voting, but like. Interesting that the the people are not as high on Alyssa Thomas as I would think. So, yeah, I'm still here backing her assist prop every single day. She's basically always a triple double threat, and so they're never going to give us a high num- high enough number on her assist. Yeah, unfortunately for us, uh, we don't exactly see assist props available right now. All I see is points, but I'm sure it'll be posted at some point. Oh, hold on, let me go to uh, let me pull up. Prize picks. Oh no, underdog. Where's underdog? Underdog. Let's see what underdog has here. Whatever the number is, it's probably going to be too low because if Connecticut's going to score potentially seven. ninety points, yeah, they got her at seven. So I think that's the high. I mean, six and a half. It's normally a six and a half. So yeah, I, I'm still on it. it. I'm I'm not scared. <laughs> no, I think Connecticut's going to score ninety points. So yeah, and she's the point guard for this team. Like she's the point forward. That's what they have. I, I am quickly just looking at her assists the last couple of games. So even though it might seem a bit high, she has had at least eight in each of the last two games. You said she's a, th- a triple-double threat a lot of the time. In the last game against Atlanta, she had 17, 12, and 8 in 36 minutes. So once again, another solid stat line. She doesn't have a triple-double yet this season. She's been very close on a couple of occasions. Oh, man, so close. Yeah, but I do think it might be in the cards at some point. Uh, but this matchup, I think it might be a good one for to potentially get over the finish line there for triple double. Yeah. But either way, I bet if, she, if they had a line, I can't. I don't. I don't think they would ever give us a line on her triple double. I don't think they would it, either. But. If somebody out there is listening and their local is a crazy degenerate, or they feel like that they, I would play a triple double line on her tonight because I think she can absolutely rack up the assists and you know the rebounds and points can. Uh, sometimes come really, really easy for her. So, yeah, I love it. And uh, I see on underdog 32 points, rebounds, and assists over 32. Yeah, love that too. That actually, she can get that on points and rebounds alone. Yeah, she definitely can. But I'm with you. That's my favorite prop uh, whenever it does get posted, if it's at six and a half or et cetera. I think Thomas can have a big game facilitator. All right. Uh, somebody else I like. And. She's really, really been able to take advantage of Jaquel Jones leaving, and that's Brianna Jones. Brianna Jones has been really good this season, man. Like the model citizen, picture perfect what you would think of when you're talking about consistency because she's consistently there every single game at her points prop. Like she's had double digits in every single game. Just letting you know, that's hard especially in the W like it's not, it's, it's not, it's hard. Like that's people have bad days. You finish at eight, nine, like it's not just easy. 
So not only does she have double-digit scoring in every single game, listen to the scoring numbers starting from the beginning of the season. 13, 15, 12, 12, 19, 12, 21, 15, 12, 18. Never had a game less than 12 points. Her prop is at 15 today. Or 14 and a half. Let me go see what an actual book says. I see 15 and a half on DraftKings, uh, but uh, yeah, it's basically 15 and a half. Yeah, so 14 and a half, 15 and a half. I, I'm playing it. If you're telling me that the floor is 12, and now I'm just hoping for two more buckets over that, absolutely. I, I feel like that's always worth it. So, uh, yeah, give me, give me Brianna Jones today. Do you have any thoughts on dream players, maybe an under, because you think they might go under the team total? Uh, let's see where, because Fandle doesn't have unders for some reason. Um, let me go back to DraftKings and look at what we see here. Player points. I kind of wanted to see if they, they are, they don't have it. We'll see if they do it closer to game time. Maybe it's like the NBA and they have, but Haley Jones was really good in that start, you know, starting in relief of Ari McDonald. She was really, really good and was able to score and get to the basket. So if you find Haley Jones props, I wouldn't be mad at that for an over, but uh, under, I kind of want to go, I kind of want to go Ryan Howard, but it's just, I know the fact that she can be, when she's efficient, she's clearing this number easily at 16 and a half. Yep. And that's probably why it's minus 115 both ways, because they don't know what to do with her. I was just uh, curious. You can say no. I was just wondering. Yeah, I no, I don't think I have anything. What I will do is I will back. I didn't do it last time, but I'll back it this time. The Tiffany Hayes revenge game coming over okay. from Atlanta playing for the sun. I didn't play it last time. Luckily, I didn't because I don't think it hit. I'll play it this time. Minus 140 over 10 and a half. The number does feel a bit short. Yeah. Tiffany Hayes has been really – she could – She's been really, really – I mean, she was long time – like, this is a long time Atlanta Dream player. Like, they are going to talk about her when her career is over for the Atlanta Dream still. So, uh, yeah, I like Tiffany Hayes, but no, nah, I don't know I, if I can I really will point out, by the way, with Hayes, that recently she's had a lot of foul trouble issues. She's had at least mm-hmm. four fouls in each of the last four games. She only scored two points in the last game against the Dream because she played 11 minutes because she was in foul mm-hmm. trouble the entire time. So her number might be extremely short because of the recent foul trouble and how that might be skewing her numbers down. But if she avoids foul trouble, then you might be able to find a great value on the over because her points prop is so low based on the recent form. I think you make an argument that you're not going to find it lower throughout the entire season. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Cheyenne Parker's interesting. She had 20 and 14 against this Sun team uh, last game out in 28 minutes. So keep an eye on Cheyenne Parker as well. All right. Anything else you got for this one? No, I don't have anything else. You? Uh, uh, let me make sure it's not a prop that, that caught my eye that I missed. Nope. Nobody has Haley Jones. So, all right, moving on next game of the slate. We have the Indiana fever traveling to shy town to play the Chicago sky. Sky are minus three and a half. 158 and a half is the total. And I told you all of this for no reason because I'm literally about to cut you off right now and talk to you about bird dogs, the dad shorts that make you feel amazing. Look, are they really dad shorts? No, I'm not a dad, but I'm I'm still copping the bird dogs, wearing the bird dogs. Don't matter because they got the stretch khaki look. Like this is if you're golf course or coaching if you're coaching i know ryan when he goes out there and coaches the uh youth soccer league he's gonna be rocking his bird dog shirt something that's real flexible for him to be able to run up and down and get into arguments with parents and refs like he does and so absolutely way better fit than regular shorts they're made of a stiff restricting cotton too it's very very cool so Make sure they're like anti-stink, anti-sweat fabric. It keeps you dry all day long. So if you're going outside, you're hiking, you're doing whatever, you can tap into bird dog shorts. Athletes can use them. 
They have swim shorts, so you can go swimming in them as well. They have this great liner on the inside, all of this stuff. So go to birddogs.com slash pool, enter promo code pool to get a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash pool, free Yeti style tumbler for your purchase. You won't want to take off your bird dogs, I promise you. All right, let's get back to this. We were talking about the sky fever and under 158 and a half, minus three and a half for the Chicago Sky at home. Line opened up at three. Injury report here for these two teams. And I have for the Indiana Fever, nothing to the Sky are missing a worry bunch about of that. And then, yeah, the Chicago Sky is going to be the one that everybody wants to know about. Because as you already know, Rebecca Gardner and Mo Birch is are out and out indefinitely until probably end of this month, maybe early next month. But uh, here's the really, really big thing. Clear copper, questionable as of right now. Let me go back on underdog and see if they updated that status or not. But last I saw this morning, she was listed as questionable for this game. Let's see. I'm assuming she's not going to play. It's not injury related. It's a personal issue. So yeah, usually with those, you don't see the person play. So I think she's not. I think she's going to be out for this game if I had to guess. Yeah. And I mean, is it easy enough to say that kind of made the handicap for us? Are we taking the Chicago uh, Sky without Kalia Copper? I'm not taking the Sky. I was going to take the Fever money line in the game. Uh, they played earlier this year. That game had 211 points, did go to overtime. But you're looking at how that game unfolded. The game was in Chicago. And, yeah, it was still very close, even though Copper had 24 points. Mabry had 28. I'm going to talk about Mabry's points prop in a second. But Ooh. you're looking at how Chicago performed, and Copper torched this team defensively. And I, I do think that uh, you're going to see Copper once again if she was playing torch this team defensively, but she's not. So you're looking at a Fever team that has been playing better lately. They killed the Mystics last time out, and now they're facing off against a shorthanded Chicago team. I'm going to be on the Fever here. I think the Fever have been playing some good basketball lately. Boston's been really good for the last couple of games. Uh, Wheeler's been solid, too. You know, Mitchell's always a threat to have a big game. Indiana's got some scoring talent, and I think that, once again, with Copper being out and all the other injuries they have, Chicago might be a bit overvalued based on just reputation. I'm going to go with the Fever. I think that they're playing good basketball, and they're fully healthy. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the underdog here. Yeah, I'm rolling with the Fever as well. This is a lock for me. I'm locking plus three and a half, and I will absolutely be on the money line here. I. I, do I think Chicago is down and out? No. I think Chicago actually will probably get off to a quick start. And I wouldn't be mad if somebody told me they wanted to play Chicago first half. Because I think you're getting value at what? Minus one and a half versus the Fever? Yeah, I, I 100% think they can get to a start. But this Indiana Fever team is scrappy. They don't go away. You have Kelsey Mitchell, who is still one of the top scorers in the league and can always get to her spot. And then you have Aaliyah Boston and Elisa Smith, who are just taking turns, dropping 20 point games. Like they just literally tag in, tag out. All right, Elisa, you get your 20. I got mine the next game. Get yours this game. I got mine the next game. And it's just the size and the able that they're able to reload on that Indiana Fever team for me with Queen Egbo being able to come off the bench and really add a spark, not only just rebounding wise, but defensively add a little bit of a spark uh, in terms of being able to score at the rim as well. So I'm I'm all over the Indiana Fever here. I don't think this team is the worst team in the league. And no, they're not. I, mean, I think the, the spread the worst team in the league. I don't think the Storm are the worst team in the league. I think the Mercury are the worst team in the league. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, here we are. Uh, plus three and a half. That's a lock for me. And, um, yeah, that's that's about it. I thought I had something else. What was I? Oh, the total. That's what we were talking about. So, 211 points last time. 158 and a half. It opened up as 161 and immediately went down. I understand the line movement because the line, line did the exact same thing where it opened up around 160-something and came down in that game. I think it came down all the way to 157.5. I mean, Indiana is 5-4 and four to the over. Chicago's 4-6 and six to the under. Clea Copper 
not potentially not playing does take out a level of scoring. Now you could say it could be, you know, because sometimes she can ball hog a little bit and that can kind of, you know, slow things down in terms of her playing ISO ball and the pace slowing down. Whereas with her not there, maybe the ball moves around a lot more. Maybe the pace picks up. Maybe they're running the floor a lot more and, and, you know, passing a lot, but uh, four and one on the road to the over is Indiana. I don't know. Can I just say, I'll just say Indiana teams out over. I think those four. I I think that's what I was leaning to as well. Yeah. I am. I want to take under. I really want to take under, but I just feel like if Indiana wins and their score, Chicago could screw us by scoring two, trying to catch back up. Yeah. And so, yeah, just give me Indiana teams out over. I definitely like Indiana team total over as well. Uh, I just think you're going to see an entertaining game, obviously not as high scoring as the previous meeting, but I do think Indiana can get what they want offensively. Boston's been great the last couple of games. Uh, she's had three double-doubles in the last four games, had 23-14-6 and six against a very good Mystics defense last game. She dominated. Mm-hmm. So I do think looking at backing the player that's in great form, I probably am going to be on Boston props against Chicago in the first game. She dropped 25 and 11, played 39 minutes because it went to overtime. But still, the point is she went 12 of 15 from the floor and Chicago couldn't let, stop her. So uh, switching over let, to props let's just, for a bit. Let's just let's uh, just take a second on Aaliyah Boston real quick. We just got to take a quick second here. Where's my... <laughs> Plus 420. <laughs> I don't know why they gave it to us. I don't know why they did us like that. I told you they just alternate. Literally, she and Delisa just alternate twenty point games. <laughs> what was the uh, price on that again? It was plus four twenty last time. Okay. So let's go see where they adjusted this time. Oh wait, that's the dream. It's plus one forty six. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> Plus four twenty, man, and now Nalisa's plus four hundred. Nalisa Smith plus four hundred, man. Nalisa Smith plus four hundred. Like, just just go ahead We're and alternate. Now. So. Yes, just keep alternating. They literally do it all the time, and then you have the, maybe the one game or two where they're both not going, but for, more often than not, one of the two is scoring twenty. Like, this is just how their season's been going. Yeah, I feel like the props in this game. I'm looking at Boston over in points, just the regular number at seventeen and a half. Uh, but for the most part, I don't really see much else I like for props. I thought about maybe Wheeler assists because she has done very well at facilitating lately. She had a double-double recently, uh, so I do know that she can definitely get her teammates involved. And she can score, but she mostly looks to facilitate. And we know with Mitchell and Boston and Smith, they all can hit shots, so Wheeler assists might be worth a look. I feel like we blindly got to take the Mabry points, don't we? I mean, with Copper potentially not playing, mm-hmm. she's going to have the green light of all green lights in this game. Yep. How does Mabry not end up with like 20 shot attempts in this game and just starts just bombing away? I think I got to be on the over for Mabry points. Uh, FanDuel is scary. Um, yeah, they're not, not posting anything. They, they didn't post anything for uh at least not yet. But I mean, some of that has to do with copper status. But assuming she's not going to play, aren't you just assuming the number is not going to be insanely, insanely high? Maybe 25 points. Like, would you be shocked if that I mean, happened? she's normally at like, yeah, she's at like 14, 15, maybe. So, yeah, no, I, I would think she can get into she's got to catch fire from three. She catch fire from three and it's over. I'm also Alana Smith. If we get a line on her. I'll be interested because she can get going from three. So if they're able to get some dribble drive penetration and able to hit out to her in the open, like if she's efficient too, like she'll go like some four for four from three for a night. Like, so I like Alana Smith to also add to the scoring. They're going to need it. By the way, Maybury in the first game against Indiana had 28 points in 30 minutes. So. All right. Uh, anything else that we need to talk about here? Really can't so just give to be, too Just much. to be clear, I, I like the fever and the over. Just, just to be clear. Yeah, I like the fever and... If I had to pick a total, I, I I'd guess, lean to the over. Yeah, I guess I'll go over as well because Chicago could very well. Um, what other props do I see around here? Give, yeah, I'm all over New Smith. I see a 14 and a half, 15 and a half. I see that at plus money. Take that. 
underdog has two and a half free throws made. I think she can get to the line. Um, and Kelsey Mitchell. Let's add Kelsey Mitchell in there too, because if they're scoring, it's not going to be just Lisa. So Kelsey Mitchell at seventeen or seventeen and a half, whatever they put it at. I'll take a play on her as well, but I'm going to be hesitant of Leah Boston this time around because she does get into foul trouble a lot for me, and that does actually concern me. But now it's Nalisa's turn to have the big game. Last game on the slate, we have the Seattle Storm going to play the Las Vegas Aces. Line opened up at 16.5. It is now up to minus 18.5. 168 and a half is the total. Injury report I have for Seattle, nothing. And for the Aces, I have Rakana uh, Williams is still out with that back injury. Okay. I'm sure there's a lot of people that are curious of what I'm doing here. I have knowing, this you, knowing you, there's no way in hell you're laying 18 and a half points. I have this philosophy that I love Seattle. Seattle is they're good ATS. Five and three, five and three against the spread this season. Been underdogs in all of those games. Five and three against spread this season. They've been on the cusp of covering every single game except the Aces. I am going to bet Seattle as an underdog every time you give it to me, except versus the Aces. I'm taking the, I'm laying the 18 and a half. Really? Man. <laughs> I'm wow. laying the 18 and a half, man. I, this is so look, 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 look. The villainy is here because guess what? Everybody's betting Seattle. Everybody's like there's 71% of the money. Now, granted, there's a small amount of money in handle we're talking about here. Not a lot of people bet WNBA, but 71% of the bets, 90% of the money is on Seattle. It's, they're dominating the market of the people that are actually betting the this game. They are on Seattle, and it makes sense. Like I said, Seattle five and three. That Aces game was the only one that they weren't close to covering. Just to be clear, by the way, they did lose that game by forty-one points. At Very so. I'm. I have this philosophy that Seattle, and the only reason that they can compete with the Liberty is because there's like an emotional factor there. But I have this. Uh, theory that Seattle can actually be in every single game except versus the Aces and the Aces just have too many options too many weapons and they're they're just too good and this is just the team that they're not going to be able to cover with so is it 18 and a half is that a lot absolutely if you can get it lower absolutely but ultimately I really do think the Aces win by at least 20 here like I I, I truly do and if Seattle proves me wrong then you know what I'll hang my head high and I'll clap on the side of the road as they go by. But I'm rolling with the aces minus 18 and a half. I just think they're too good. And I, and while Seattle is a very, very fun story this year thus far. And like I said, I don't think they're the worst team in the league. I just think this is the worst possible matchup for them. Like ever. It's a weird scheduling spot for Vegas too, because they have not played since the 11th. So they had a couple of days off there wondering about Russ potentially, but I think for this one, I think I'm just going to take the points. I know last year I was willing to lay 18 and a half and 19 and a half against the fever with the aces. And that worked out well, but the argument was there, the fever, one of the worst teams I've ever seen. I think mm-hmm. Seattle's not good, but I don't think they're historically, historically bad. I, I think that they have moments here and there. And looking at the first game when they ended up losing by 41, that was the first game of the season. So there has been some time since then for each team to learn and potentially adjust. I want to just read off the stats here because some of these are just not sustainable for the Aces. They should be better in pretty much every aspect anyway because they're better at basketball. But to read off the numbers here, Seattle shot 32.1% from the floor and Mm. 23.8% from three. So they had a really bad shooting night. The Aces went 54.8% from the floor, 61.1% from three, and out-rebounded Seattle 50-32. to So <laughs> even though I acknowledge that the Aces should still be better most nights in a decent amount of these categories, being 22% better from the floor, four, roughly 40% better from three, and having 18 more rebounds, I just think it's not sustainable, simply put. 
I think Seattle's going to look a little bit better offensively. I think the Aces, maybe Russ will play a factor since they haven't played in a couple of days, but the Aces don't really have an incentive to run up the score. You can see them potentially take their foot off the gas, maybe the Storm come back in the fourth quarter for a backdoor cover. We've seen that on several occasions this year. The Storm were able to battle late and make the game respectable. I'm going to link to Seattle plus the points. I think you make an argument, even though Seattle is going to lose this game, I'm not picking them to win. Will they be motivated to put together a better showing after getting buried by this team to start the season? I think there might be an extra chip on their shoulder because of how lopsided the first game was. I'm going to take the points. I'm willing to lay 18 and a half in certain spots. I don't think the Storm are bad enough for me to to lay 18 and a half with the other team. Give me the Storm to find a way. I think the Aces win by 15. All right. I am going over to the total. 168 and a half. I'm leaning under. I'm actually going over. I feel like we've been constantly trying to take Storm overs, but the last couple games have been very low scoring. Or at least more low scoring than we anticipated. I, I'm taking over. I'm taking Storm T total over 74 and a half because that's how I'm going to back them having a better game is that they actually get to 75 points. They scored 64 that last time out, and yeah, that's like I, really, really bad. But I just want to I mean, read off some of the totals here, though, for Seattle games. I know they're not against the Aces, and the Aces have one of the best offenses in the league, but to read off the actual points here, played against Phoenix. That game ended up landing 152. Played the Mystics, game landed 136. Played the Mystics mm-hmm. again, landed 139. Played the Sparks, landed 129. So the last four games have gone under by a wide margin. Uh, if you want to look at the Aces and their recent games uh, for totals, I know that it's not exactly the greatest comparison because each team plays at different speeds and etc. But the Aces have been a decent over team. Uh, last game against Chicago landed 173. Game against Connecticut ended up landing 171. Game before that was 174. They have had more high-scoring games lately, so it kind of cancels out, but still. I think it's going to be more. This is how I see the game going. Las Vegas is scoring, and they're scoring early and often and a lot. And we get to the point where they pull those second strings in, and Seattle, Seattle's probably still got some people in there that have something to play for, and they just eke over this team total of 74.5. But – I think it's like a I, I literally think it's like a seventy five ninety five type of game. Like ninety maybe they crack hundred, maybe they're right on the cuts from hundred. It's it's enough where I don't wanna take aces ninety three and a half because I think they actually do figure figure it out somewhere around there. But I, I think the Seattle Storm can get over seventy five, especially against this Aces team that I think is going to have much to play for in that second half, and they're just going to let them do whatever. Pace is probably going to eke up a little bit more, and you'll see a bunch of easy lanes to the baskets on both sides. So, uh, Seattle team total over 74.5. I think that's the best total play that I like. Uh, for me, I do think looking at some player props, I do like the over on Kelsey Plum at 15.5. Her numbers have been close to this. She has gone over the last three games, but with 16, 16, and 17. First game against the Storm, she, ha- she had uh, 23 points on 8 of 16 shooting. So I think Plum's numbers are a bit short. I'll lean to the over on her. Besides that, though, I do think, once again, it's pretty tricky to take Aces players because if you think that it's a blowout, there's a chance of getting some minute restrictions because mm-hmm. the starters might not play the fourth quarter, which maybe I'm kind of banking on because I'm hoping that the Storm can uh, potentially make a run in the fourth quarter when the Aces decide to uh, potentially rest some players for the next game or maybe the Storm keep it close. But the point is, I think Plum over is my favorite player prop for points. For the sake of the actual matchup, though, once again, I'm not saying the Storm are going to win this game. I'm not saying they're going to keep it close <laughs> as a basketball fan, but I think they can keep it close enough to cover and avoid losing by basically 20 points. That's how I'm looking at it. I'm going to just trust what we have on tape, man. I'm trust what we have on tape, and this is the only team that they weren't close to at all. Fair enough. <laughs> so, all right, uh, player props for me. I'll go ahead and let's well let's get back on underdog because underdog has majority of this stuff. Easy is at eight and a half rebounds on underdog. 
I, I, I can't get away. If you give me easy McGregor, <laughs> eight and a half, I'm going to take it every time. I don't care who she's playing against. She is a double double machine. She's uh, very, if it wasn't for so many people that had taken a step forward in this past year, I think she would actually like have a consideration for most improved player of the year. And so I'll take easy bet McBeggar over eight and a half. That's an auto bet. Jewel probably shows up, probably continues to score. Well, if for your sake and covering that, she needs to. So Jewel over 25, 24 and a half. I still like that. And uh, I wonder how how has Jordan Horston been doing consistently wise? I know she's had some pretty nice games, but consistent is she been consistent? Let's look at that real quick. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Last last four games, Jordan Horston, 13, 10, 10, 14. I knew that I knew I was looking at that a little weird. And I, I felt like I told myself in my head I was gonna bet her uh after that mixed this game and I forgot. But Jordan Horston, her points is at nine and a half and 14, 10, 10, 13. And she's also somebody that could be playing still in garbage time as well. So you can help get over that. So those are a couple players that I think will help me get that uh Seattle team total over nine and a half so nine and a half points for jordan horston really quickly before we move on to everybody's favorite segment gotta play this because underdog just tweeted out that clea copper is unlikely to play today if so the line has been pulled down questionable the odds of them not playing are probably like 80 percent. yeah and so i uh, officially dropped right now the line has been pulled so when it comes back up you would think it's probably at like two and a half two so you pivoting uh, to mabry for for yeah. player prop yeah still pivoting mabry mabry and alana smith and uh, courtney williams too courtney williams uh shows up especially when people are out she like she tends to show up so some combination of those three i'll be looking for for player props especially if there's a possibility that chicago stays in this game and continues to score all right, let's do it. Lock and dog time. Man, Ofer. I'm not going to switch the mojo up, though. But we were Ofer. Oh, okay. I see a book that re- reposted the line already, and they made it minus one and a half sky. Did not think it was going that low. Does that change anything for you? I have fever money line, so not really. Does it change anything for you? I mean, I felt better about getting the the three, three but yeah, we still I, were picking the fever to win the game. So I'm not gonna. Yeah, no, I'm not switching on them win the game. But like, it's different when you're getting three and then you're now getting one and a half. It's kind of depressing. I still like a. I, I would play a. Um, I can't pull it right now because they pulled the game. But when it comes back up, oh no, they put, just put it back up. So maybe they have it. Do they have it? Yeah, they do. Uh, first half Chicago Sky, second half Indiana Fever plus four fifty. That that tickles my fancy. At your dog, or are you just spitballing here? Oh no, I was just spitballing another play. Okay. I didn't even I didn't even look and think about lock and dog yet. But that that's a play that I I I might actually end up being on that, and maybe I'll parlay that with somebody's Nelisa Smith four to one. Yes, yes. Oh no, I can't do that. God dang yep. it. It's not legal. Uh, all right, whatever. Fine. I'll figure it out. Whatever. All right, lock and dog. Man, I was going to make that plus three and a half my lock. Uh, let's go to... I'm curious where you're going to go with this one. I'm super... I'm really struggling. So I'm going to go to a player prop. Because it actually went down. And I don't know how. But I'll take it. Give me... Nalisa Smith over 14 and a half minus 115. I'm just going to play the every other game. And she has the matchup. Like this is a, a pretty solid matchup on the inside with as much in the front court that Chicago is missing. I think that they'll be able, she'll be able to get to the rim and score a lot easier. Let me just go look at one more thing and see. What, what were the odds you said again on that? Minus 115 for 14. 115. Yeah. And Chicago. Chicago Sky are dead last in the WNBA in terms of opponents' points in the paint. 
So opponents points in the paint, dead last, giving me Nalisa Smith, who feast in the paint and able to score. One plus one equals two. I'll take Nalisa Smith over 14 and a half. That is my lock for my dog. Oh, boy. I feel like you're going to end up taking a player prop for 20 points or something. Oh, wait. Then maybe I should have took at least a 20. So then I have to find a new lock. Okay. Scratch that. But use that same handicap. So use that same handicap I just gave you and make that my dog, Nalisa Smith, 20-plus points for 4-1. to one. All right. That's what we're doing there. Now for my lock. Seattle team total over or... Well, why would you take Seattle team total over if you're picking Vegas to kill them? Because I think I think Vegas is going to kill them, but I think they're going to kill them like 175, okay. 100 to 80. Fair enough. Yeah, I think because I'm on the over. So maybe I'll just take the over. I feel like that makes more sense because yeah, Vegas I'll just take the over. Win. Give me no. Yeah, I'll just take the over. All right. Give me see. Uh, I did that last time in Seattle. Screw me. No, but that's exactly what happens. I get mad that I took it last time and it screwed me and I don't take it and it hits. So Seattle Storm, Las Vegas Aces over 168 and a half. That is my lot for my dog, Nalisa Smith. 20 plus points, four to one. I didn't make Aaliyah Boston my dog. I did bet it, but I didn't make her my dog last time and it killed me. I'm doing it this time. I'm taking the other alpha on the team. Nalisa Smith, 20 plus, four to one. Scott, over yeah. to you. So for mine, I tried the player prop angle last episode and it did not work out. So I'm, I'm going to completely ignore that. And I'm going to go right back uh, to the actual sides uh, and some team totals, which has done well for me so far this season. For starters, I'm going to go back to that Connecticut game against the Dream. And I am going to go with the Sun team total over 85 and a half as my lock. Simply put, I just think they're a very good offensive team. They scored 89 in the last game against Atlanta. And there was a bunch of pace in that game. We know Atlanta doesn't guard anybody, so I do think that's automatically going to give Connecticut a lot of chances to score. They're extremely healthy, which I think definitely helps. And I want to read off some of the actual shooting numbers for the last game. Connecticut scored 89 points despite shooting below 44% from the floor. They shot only 26.7% from three. And they got to the foul line 30 times. They made 21 free throws, but I don't see that changing because, once again, Atlanta doesn't guard anybody. They foul a lot. I can see that being a similar story in this matchup. But you're just looking at Connecticut's options here, and they just have so many good players. Bonner's been really good. Thomas is really good. Jones is really good. I just think they have a lot of talent on their team. And, once again, with Atlanta – Maybe having an overrated defense because of what just happened against the Liberty when Yonescu didn't play. Stork mm-hmm. did a shot, and I thought she was open for most of the night. So the point is, I do think, once again, Atlanta's defense leaves a lot to be desired. I'm not a fan of them on the road either. Connecticut's really good at home. They're good everywhere. Just give me the Sun team total over 85 and a half as my lock. And for my dog, I know you're anti-baby dog. I'm not, so I'm going to go with a baby dog here. Oh, dang it. Give me the fever money line. I felt better about it with the plus price that was earlier in the show because, of course, we expected that Copper wouldn't play. Now she's not playing, and the line has plummeted. I still like it. You mentioned Smith having a big game because the sky can't stop anybody in the paint. That's all the fever want to do is go to the paint. So I just think it's a good matchup for the fever here. And if Copper is not available to drop 20 points, I do think the sky are going to be overly reliant on Mabry. She's a great player, don't get me wrong, but it, it is nice to have multiple scoring options, and I do question the scoring depth of the Sky with all the injuries they have. So for me, give me the fever. They've been a pretty good team recently. They're off a 20-point win against the Mystics, which was a great performance by them in the second half. First game went to overtime. Maybe the fever have a chip on their shoulder because they potentially should have won the first game against the Sky, and they did not. I think they're going to get revenge here. Give me the fever money line at plus 105 as my dog. Oh, man, I couldn't pull up a puppy dog sound effect before you finished. I was trying really hard, really, really tried to pull that up. All right. I like it, though. I'm with you. I'm not going against you. Thank you. I appreciate that. No, no. And if if you can find an alternate, I'll play a little two and a half. The only alternate I found was like six. And I'm like, that I can't do. But I, I would have taken a minus two and a half or something if I, if I could have. But I think, I think the Fever win this game by at least five points. 
So you can you can you can use your alternatives the way you want, but I think they win this game by at least five. I see when oh okay, I see what you're saying. I mean, either team to win by five or less is <laughs> plus one forty. <laughs> oh man! All right, plus <laughs> I'm weak. They they made it plus seven fifty for this game to go to overtime because it went overtime last game. That that overtime bet is normally a lot higher. Overtime should always be basically ten to one or higher. To be honest. Yeah, I felt like it was higher than that last time. Well, it's because right. the spread now is a one and a half. That that's why it's so low because they're just expecting the game to be close throughout. But I think Indiana's got a decent chance to actually just potentially route them. If you think that the sky really struggled without me, without a uh, copper who's one of the main ball handlers on the team. Oh, and thing is, I really don't think they struggle. I just think Indiana's playing good ball. And... Indiana's been playing better. And once again, yeah. I, we mentioned it before that they've lost a lot of games to really good teams. So it's not even their fault. They're yeah. competitive, though. Very much so. So, all right. Anything else for the people before we get up out of here? Not really. Uh, I know we'll be back later today. I think around 4 o'clock to go through some NFL stuff. So if you do want to join Ooh. us for the NFL podcast, we'll be doing an award show there for the Offensive Player of the Year. Besides like. that, Can we though, push that to 4.30? Uh, potentially. <laughs> I, I'm going to be a bit busy later, but I got to check the times there. So we'll figure it out. I, just, I literally just remember I told somebody I was doing their WNBA show at 3.45. But I well, – I don't know how long he. I give him props for having an, a WNBA show at three forty-five. <laughs> they might really be, are might worried about the oddsmakers giving them lines. They're really worried about yeah. it. So they got the show yeah, late, very but. much so. But uh, we'll see. I might be able to get out of there at fifteen. We'll see. We took an hour, so <laughs> if yeah. it's anything, I was going like to say I'm busy at like times. five. I'm busy from like five fifteen onward, but we can talk about that after. But anyway. Yeah, find me on Twitter. Right this is literally radio. how our conversations go, people. Like that's how it goes. I, yeah. I give You're, us a that's time. the behind the scenes look. At I how give we us a time, and I say, "Hey, let's do this time." And Scott's like, "Cool." And then I come back, and I'm like, "Wait, <laughs> that's I can't no do this. Works for me. I got this." I'm like, "All right, whatever. <laughs> we'll figure it out." But yeah, find me on Twitter, Right Show Radio. Find me on the NBA show. I know it's gonna the episodes are gonna be fewer and further between. We we're going to be doing a couple of draft episodes. We were supposed to do one today. But there are basically no props available, so we're hoping that some books open up the markets more for player props. But more NBA stuff coming, NFL. You also have the WNBA show. I got tennis and baseball. A lot of stuff going on. But find me on Twitter, at Rachel Radio. All right. I'm on Twitter at really real underscore underscore. Make sure you are catching us live. If you're not catching us live, we had 16 people here with us live today. That is That's very good. We're growing. We're growing. Make sure you like the video before you guys get out of here. And make sure, you know what, take the time. Go leave us a review wherever you get your podcast. Please leave us a review. I keep looking at the review things and like, oh, I'm going to see WNBA pop up. No, they don't be popping up. MMA be getting reviews. College baseball experience be getting reviews. Uh, NASCAR be getting reviews. Come on, guys, help us out. Help us out. Drop a few reviews if you like us. You've been cashing with us. I appreciate it. And I like showing off to the other hosts on the network. So, Definitely show love to us in the reviews for the WMA Gambling Podcast. And with that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do, no other way of ending the podcast. I'm just going to end it like this. We are out of here.